0: you have heard the term force multiplier. They are tools that help you amplify your effort to produce more output. Perhaps the simplest example would be a hammer. Swinging your hand down toward a nail with a certain amount of force is amplified when you're clutching a hammer. Not very complicated. Investing in that hammer and learning how best to use it, which requires practice, results in far more productivity with the same amount of effort. Now, let's expand this out a little bit. When you think of what in the universe would be the prime force that leads to well-being, what would that be? Love. The concept of love as a force might be a bit abstract, but if you think about it, you can see truth in that thought. Love is not just a feeling, though we all can feel love, both given and received. You may have heard it said that love is a verb, It is something you do, act on, engage in. Yes, love is expressed in actions, thoughts, and words, but it transcends even that description, doesn't it? Love is singular in its capacity to transform. Yes, just refer to love as an entity or a power of some sort, but I think you get it. The Apostle Paul wrote about the supremacy of love, echoing the teachings of Jesus, the one he followed, in a letter to a group of Christians in the city of Corinth, which was a wealthy and cosmopolitan commercial center about 50 miles from Athens. He writes, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres love never fails 1 corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 8 love is not wanting from but for. It's building others up by putting them first. It is empathizing with others and being willing to forgive in order to restore and renew a relationship. There's so many dimensions to love. So the practice and application of love leads to thriving as an individual and as a person relating to other persons as part of families, communities, schools, workplaces, places of worship. Love is supreme love is transcendent. Couldn't we all use more love and enhance our capacities to give love and be more loving? Are there some force multipliers for love? Well, let's talk about two that can amplify the love we give and experience. Force multiplier number one, humility. Humility involves the practice of laying aside your ego. Doing that leads to a willingness to defer and cooperate. And it's a great leadership tool, by the way. It also involves listening attentively and patiently in order to understand and empathize. Practicing humility is being fully aware and then acting on the idea that I do not know all that is worth knowing and have not climbed every hill worth climbing. Therefore, it makes good sense to continue learning and remain open to new ideas and then acknowledge the need to course correct from time to time. Keep learning, keep climbing, Keep fine-tuning. And finally, it involves the practice of being grateful, which intensifies generosity in the recognition that your adequacies, competencies, and blessings aren't just from you and not just for you. Pay them forward. So much more can be said about humility as a powerful virtue that leads to growth. But let's chat briefly about another force multiplier that when coupled with humility, even further amplifies the prime force of love. Force multiplier number two, discipline. Discipline involves taking measures to govern the self in regard to patterns of thought, speech, and behavior. A key to following through with the decision to practice love and the humility that can amplify that experience is developing the discipline self-control to do just that. This involves taking command over your thinking. The path to transformation in your various pursuits and relationships is renewing your mind. It's being intentional about developing your ability to make your mind the boss, not your feelings. Fact is that it is often the case that loving another person requires me to do things or not do things that I'm just not feeling. How many times have you known that the most loving thing you can do is going to cost you something and maybe even hurt? Some of the most loving acts we know of didn't involve the warm and fuzzies, did they? It doesn't take long to think of the most spectacular examples of self-sacrifice that demonstrate the highest form of love to know that it cannot be reduced to feeling, but is a knowing that what you're going to do is going to benefit another or many others and you're willing to take the hit perhaps even at the cost of your life. Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 13. And that's precisely what he did on the cross. The greatest act of love in the history of the planet was the Son of God dying for a flawed, weak busted up man like me and there was nothing about the entire experience that felt anything less than agonizing and excruciating. In fact, that very term excruciating derives from a Latin word describing the torture and torment experienced during crucifixion. So the essence of love isn't just feeling affection, though that can be a blessed part of many of our expressions of love, but behavior, action, which includes the things we say. Sure, almost all of our day-to-day situations and interactions aren't so high stakes as to potentially require the ultimate sacrifice. But the fascinating thing is that by getting better at making decisions in detached-from-emotions mode, you actually become better at treating others in ways that enables them to feel more loved and appreciated, which is a big deal. Operating in ways that lead to better feelings all the way around by inspiring, encouraging, sometimes challenging, and showing the willingness to put them first, don't have to win every argument, is a critical aspect of having blessed relationships. Another aspect of discipline is how liberating it can be. At first you might think this is playing a Jedi mind trick or using some pop psychology, that's not true. One of the most important life principles to be embraced and practiced is this. Freedom isn't in the absence of restrictions or burdensome demands, but imposing the right ones. This applies across the board in our lives. Take a few examples. Restricting what you consume and imposing rigorous demands on your time and body by training most days frees you from the clutches of the dysfunctions associated with poor health. Living on a financial budget, limiting how much is spent on discretionary things and activities, frees you from the burdens of debt and buys additional freedoms long-term. In terms of love and relationships, I'll mention two. First, it is disciplining yourself to restrict your right to hold on to a grudge, which frees you from the tension, heartache, and emotional turbulence that results from holding on to that corrosive substance. Grudges are like sulfuric acid that dissolves peace of mind and the potential for restoration. Secondly, investing time and energy which is something of a restriction on your freedoms, into serving another person in some way could be tangible, like helping them move or accompanying them to a series of important meetings, or something intangible, such as being a world-class listener as they pour out their heart during tough times, liberates you from what can be the prison of self-absorption. A fundamental principle of living well – wisdom – has to do with the freedoms associated with being others-focused. Now, that is something of a rumor to the modern, look at the filtered me, like and share my posts, it's me, my, and I mindset. One of the lovely principles God has wired into the human experience is that giving yourself away is how we most become an experience our best self. Beautiful, right? So love is the prime force. Amplify it in your world by disciplining yourself to embrace a humble mindset that leads to elevating others above yourself, making their well-being the end goal. Imagine if we all did that. A blessed tide would roll in that brings all boats up. Make up your mind to do Say and think in ways that reflect generosity, goodwill, and love for your neighbor. Then discipline yourself to follow through every day the very best you can. Things work better that way, don't they? Peace.